0: Welcome to The Manual, a deep dive on the reverse side of one's beliefs and value systems, focusing on what you think versus what you thought.
1: And now, here's your host, Cleve waste All right, welcome to The Manual. What's it's your boy, on, Cleve. It's your boy, Cleve. I got a nice guest tonight lined up for us. Um, I actually know this young man since he was a, a, a little kid, and it's great to see him as a grown man doing good things and doing positive things and and actually, you know, about his business. So I'm gonna introduce to the the world, um, Mr. Tali Johnson. How you doing, man? Welcome to the manual. What's going on? I'm doing great, man. Pleasure to be here. It's a blessing to be here. All right, cool, cool, cool. So I see you, I'm gonna go right in and not waste any time. So I see you sporting Mm -hmm. a brand right there on a hat.
0: Yes.
1: Um, I'm looking to get some merch. Um, So I want you to explain to the world uh, who you are, what you've been doing and kind of like you know give us a peek into into what's going on with Taliq.
0: all right well with Taliq right here first one is Zime. um it's i-z-i-n-m-i and zime means from within so that's number one for me it's something i'm very passionate about um i've been around clothes basically all my life raised up in a clothing store pops his friends stuff uh, they had clothing store. that was one of my first jobs at about 12 13 years old working in a clothing store so fashion is something i've always been around Mm-hmm. So Zeme is a luxury apparel brand. Um, we got je- jeans, hats, sweatpants, scarves, braces. We're gonna do everything. Cologne. Oh wow! Uh, last last year, last year I was able to produce hat, short, and um, and t-shirt. Okay. And everything's everything sold out the moment I posted on Instagram. People supported me. They came and bought. I think I probably moved about forty, at least forty hats, forty shirts. And about okay. 15 15 pair uh shorts
1: okay so as far as as far as working the brand um mm-hmm. what is your ultimate plan with it like you like you want to go retail you want to you know brick and mortar like what do you like what do you plan on doing with it?
0: uh retail i would like i would like to get inside get into um what is it Bur- burgo goodman nordstrom's eventually things like things like that um uh, moving forward okay but right right now i'm doing everything based off myself foot the ground I'm in a warehouse there's a warehouse out here in elizabeth where I'm doing my own uh, T-shirts and everything Like that myself
1: Wow no, So know. So do you mm-hmm. plan on Employing some of um, um, Family friends Or just kind of People from the community Like What is your What is your outreach To kind of grow the brand and, and, and grow what you're doing
0: I want to I want to employ The young people I want My thing is I want to employ The young men young, young women That are 14 15 years old That may not have That proper guidance And mm-hmm. give them Something to go off of Give them some guidance and the reason why I got into wanting to employ them is because I used to work at a youth home. Okay. And seeing the impact I had on the youth and talking to them and being not, because I'm not being not too far from their age, but being able to give them wisdom and insight that I got from somebody else and pass it down, made me feel good. And something that I stayed in contact with a few of them and they're doing well in life. So that's something I want to do, be able to employ the youth.
1: Oh, wow. Give so, so, so a little mentorship going on with that as well. that's dope man i mean i really you know i I, you know i see them on the feed sometimes i see what you're doing with the you know with the hats and then i saw like the t-shirts and then i saw you like you kind of like rocking your own your own stuff to parties and stuff like that which i thought was Mm -hmm. dope you know because it's like you always want to have a chef that try their own steak you're like you don't eat Mm the steak here because why should i eat the steak here you know what i'm saying so it's really really cool to see that, that you're doing that now what got you involved in doing this like what was the the push or you know obviously you know you said that you were around fashion since you were a little kid but what made you do the business side of this like what give me that
0: um what made you do the business side was i, I would go into i would go into stores and i would see stuff and i like I like this i like that but i couldn't see some of this some of the ideas that they had brought together into one into into one so i'm like all right and then i, so then I said to myself um like i said it means from within so i'm mm-hmm. like how, as far as creating art, art i believe all fashion is art As mm-hmm. creating an art how can i display that art how can i make sure i wear that art myself so that's what so i put it together and i'm like no i'm gonna start my own clothing brand luxury apparel and get something for my people and do it that way
1: okay so would you describe this as an urban brand or you fan it out into like more casual wear sportswear uh i didn't see any women's wear. i you know the women listeners out there i want to make sure that you guys represent mm-hmm. it as well so what is you know what does it encompass is it is it all of that or are you growing towards that
0: i'm growing currently growing towards that i did have a couple women hoodies and things like that uh, a lot of the stuff at the moment is unisex so okay from, from size extra small all the way up to 4x oh wow okay so
1: okay. yeah
0: so it's unisex the shorts hats Everything's gonna be, everything's been unisexed uh, thus far.
1: So so if you do go retail, how are you gonna skew all of that? Like, like are you gonna you know, like what are you looking at as far as all your skews? Because that's a that's um, a wide range. Extra small to four X, that's, that's that's a a wide
0: But working with thing. many different working with the different textile companies, they have people with inside those textile companies and, and their manufacturers that's been helping me uh do those things and skew as far as the, the codes, color codes okay. and and everything like that also.
1: Okay. Wow. Do you do any custom stuff? Like, do, if somebody said, "I want, I want you to make me a hoodie," or "I want you to make me a, 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 um, a special T-shirt or whatever for an event," like, do you do custom stuff yet, or not really yet?
0: I have. I did have. I did have one person. Um, that was he had a performance in Atlanta. And he hit me up. and He said, "Hey, what's going on? I need a couple shirts and a couple hats. This, this is what I'm wearing on my feet. Can you get me something and ship it to me?" And I was like, "Yeah." Okay. I can. So I came up with the idea, showed it to him.
1: And, and sent it out wow that's dope that's dope man I, I mean like i said i'm i'm watching you grow and i'm and I'm really feeling the energy right now so <clears throat> now as far as uh, i asked you a question about um setting up your business right because mm-hmm. a, a lot of us uh self-included up until a certain point um uh, you know i have two businesses but i didn't realize um one of my businesses wasn't really a business after a while mm-hmm. and you had said something on one of your free game kind of like uh dude gives out free game and it's it's very insightful stuff and it made me think and i have to go back and look at certain things i'm like whoa you know what i don't even have a business account for this for this business so technically it's not really a business i think it is but it's really not so i want you to kind of educate anyone out there who's listening who is on the road to entrepreneurship and trying to get the bag but knowing to set yourself up first before you kind of go in and start taking money and, and, and doing all of that.
0: So set your business up properly. First thing first is, whether well, you have to decide what you want to do, be an LLC, a C Corp, S Corp, things like that. Once you, once you have that and every you have your formation, your business registration done, you want to set yourself up by going to get a business bank account. You take your formation, your EIN number, you mm-hmm. go get the business bank account. The next step, but before you do anything, uh, let me backtrack before you do anything what you want to get a virtual address you don't want to really use your physical address because you, when you use your physical address p- there's all types of people in the world you want to be mindful you want to be safe mm-hmm. so use a virtual use a virtual business address i'm gonna get you our website i can do i, I can do onecom um there's many different ones depending on what city and state you in uh they range from ten dollars to seventy five dollars a month sometimes some of them even come with personal space. Where if you want to have a meeting, you can just schedule a meeting in. Let them know, okay, I need a I need a conference room that can hold 15 people. You can go in there, and schedule a meeting. You oh, might wow. pay extra. Cool. You might pay extra $50 for that month just for scheduling that meeting. and You move forward. Okay. Um, then you want so once you have everything done, business address, everything, business bank account. You want to make sure you get registered with Duns and Brad. Go on to their website, and then take about that takes about 30 days once you're on their website for everything to come through. And then that's when you might, you, depending on what your business says, you might receive some stuff in a mile for like net 30 accounts, net 60 accounts, such as Uline and things like that, that's gonna help you develop your business your business credit to get you to do whatever you want with your business credit once you get there.
1: Now you make a, a interesting point and I want to uh, educate myself and listeners out there basically. So for, for business credit, is it mm-hmm. similar to your like your typical credit report, like we get from Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion, or is it something that's a little bit different? Because obviously, you it know, did. if you're a business, you don't have collateral yet. So yeah,
0: so your business for your business credit, they look, they look at LexisNexis, your LexisNexis report. Okay. So that's what you want to be in tune with and knowing what your LexisNexis score is and development because LexisNexis, man, they they go through everything. Them and Dums and Brad, they know everything that you have going on, where you've been at. uh So one main thing I told somebody before is a lot of people out here getting loans and sometimes people are falsifying the documents so they can get a certain amount of money. Be mindful and pay attention to what you're doing because LexisNexis can know and they can track all of that. So if you mm. say that you made 50000 on, on this and you really only made 25000 and you're looking at these documents, LexisNexis, they're going to flag it and you're not getting no business loan. You're not getting those loans that you're paying out for. So oh, wow. please be mindful and be honest.
1: Okay, that's 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 a, that's a tip, guys. Write that down if you didn't. Be honest, because Uncle Sam, I've danced with them, man. And when the song stopped, they don't stop, man. They they put another song on, and it had cost me something. So definitely don't don't play with that. Um, so can you set up multiple businesses?
0: Yeah, you can set up multiple businesses. It depends on how you want to do it. Some people can have multiple LLCs for uh for whatever reason some people might want to put everything under a corporation and so that way when they have the they have the, if you have a platform mm-hmm. the, the way say under umbrella you might have uh you might have example because the manual
1: mm-hmm. you might
0: have the manual as the, the big the big corporation and under it you might have the smaller the smaller entities okay um and under that so you can set up you can set up many different ways okay. some people using some people have set up nonprofits, different things like that for whatever mm-hmm. reasons
1: so People that know me that know me in real life um outside this microphone you know i'm in i'm in real estate i've been in real estate for 21 years uh as as a property manager managing everything from multi-million dollars to a townhome stuff like that and um the way these owners set up their situation depending on how many units um what he's basically saying is that you know you have options of how you want to set yourself up um can you differentiate just, just like, what's the difference between an LLC and a LTD? Oh
0: man. Um, yeah, you
1: know, I'm gonna put you on the spot. <laughs> oh man. Uh... Well, all right, you know what? Let me lighten it up. Would you say that an LLC is better and why? Like if you're gonna, if you're gonna set up a business and you have to pick from the choices of an S corp or whatever, why, if I want, if I said Taliq, I wanna, I wanna do a, a LLC, what are the benefits of me doing an LLC? I'm gonna put you on the, this. This the <laughs> here, bro. I will put you on the spot. <laughs> All right. So as far, so the differences, um, LL.
0: Love... Yeah, dang.
1: Yeah. Nah, no, this bro. is this is why this is why we do this. Because you're, you know, you're a real person. I'm a real person. Um. So how I understand it, and then, you know, you can you can piggyback off this. How I understand it is that, you know, a lot of people um and they do this in real estate a lot too which is ill-advised uh information do not mix your personal finances with Mm -hmm. your business money because you fuck around and get sued they go they could come after all your personal shit, like your house your cars any any kind of material things that you have to 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 if a debt is called on you right Mm -hmm. or if if someone is is looking to be uh cured on an injury so it's better to separate your money because a lot of people like, like to mix their money together. I don't know why they do that. I mean, it's it's a stupid, you know, way of doing business and I'm not really insulting anybody, but what I'm saying is like, do not mix your personal finances. And it's it just, as he said, if you're using a virtual address, it also protects yourself. You know, people can't run up on you if they feel like you did them wrong. They know exactly where you live at. <laughs> they can run yeah. up on you or, you know, yeah. whatever address you use, your mother's, whatever, they, they could come get you. So what I'm trying to say in a, in, a, in a long about way is that people should, if you're, if you're going into business, you know, understand what your business is, how you're going to conduct your business and also what kind of business you want to be in because corporations are like people, people can be sued. Corporations can be sued like that, like a person, you know, mm-hmm. so a lot of, a lot of what, what you do um, it's based on how you operate and who you operate with, you know, what I'm saying taking cash for taking, you know, um, taking credit cards, it's a different type of way you, you, you document this money because cash, cash can disappear. Somebody mm-hmm. can tell you, I gave you a grand, I gave you a rack and you're like, no, you didn't, you gave me 500. <laughs> and then we arguing about how that, how that came in. So, you know, um, in the e-commerce world that we live in now, when I was a kid, a lot of stuff didn't exist yet so but now you can do ria venmo cash app i mean there's tons of ways to, to move money but again taxes how you move your money is going to play a big part in that you know what i'm saying so uh that's what that's what i was trying to get you to chop it up with me about but it wasn't to put you on the spot but it's, it's definitely it's definitely like this is this is why this show exists because we talk to real people you know you're not coming on here to like uh, oh, you know i want you to be really you know
0: having a conversation
1: with the masses something you
0: said it was something you said you said what's the first one
1: ria ria it's it's something i heard about yeah something i heard about um overseas um it's uh i forgot the spelling of it so forgive me but like if you want to transfer money overseas um i trade on forex right i I buy foreign currency here and there um kind of give people a a a backdrop of what i do sometimes for money because somebody taught me a long time ago having seven streams of income coming in or at least getting close to the seven so some of that money you might actually physically work for and then some of that money you make basically in your sleep when you sleep you should wake up a little heavier basically so um so like buying foreign currency like the like right now the ruble is the 12 cents but because of all of the stuff that's going on with with the conflict um america is not really messing with none of that so in a perfect world um you would be able to buy up all the like you know, like a thousand dollars worth of, you know, rubles at 12 cents. And when that money bounced back, you get your money and then you get out. So you you can literally buy foreign money. Like you can buy Iraqi money. You can buy Vietnamese money. You can buy Greece lira, whatever you want. Right. And it's, it's basically like a foreign exchange. So you might pay, let's say 25 cents, you know, for, for like Iraqi money. Right. And once that money goes up on their on their thing, on their foreign exchange, it goes up and it makes a little profit. Then you make a profit because you make money on it and then you get out or you stay in. You know, it, it it's volatile. Some markets are volatile, like where you like, yo, you know, these nations are always in a conflict or some kind of situation. So you, you might not want to buy there, but mine like from Denmark and Sweden and all that, those those are safe bets, basically. One of the things I did during the pandemic It was, uh, somebody told me this, like, and I just ran with it. I bought some bullion. So I bought like silver bars, coins, and I saved all my chain, like loose chains, quarters, dimes and nickels. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I have a big jar of it now and I'm going to melt it down into bars, into, into silver bars. So,
0: Mm.
1: um, if anybody knows anything about, about, um, gold, silver, platinum, um, is another one escaping me, but those those precious metals um are worth a lot like for instance a gold bar before the pandemic was like 450 i'm just throwing numbers out during the pandemic it went up to like 1600 to get a gold wow. bar so if you were to get a gold bar or a silver bar and sold it around you know because you needed some money you know you really made your money back plus plus some so um There's a few different places that do this um i I, i'll share with you offline who i use and then you can go to any local coin dealer anywhere in in any city and you could sell your coins or trade them or or buy coins with coins that you got i mean it's just silver but um you know technically our money is not backed by anything like you know in 1974 when i was born 48 years ago uh nixon had um Decommission the dollar, so the dollar is really weak all around the world, but again, it's still currency, you can still buy stuff with it, you know what I'm saying? So, um, if you're looking to like play a little bit, if you got disposable income, like a couple hundred here, a couple hundred there, there's a lot we could be doing with just buying foreign money and just change and changing it. It's the same as going if you're going out the country and you got to go to the uh, machine in the airport and mm-hmm. you buy the money. When you see like the dollars like oh shit, i only got back i only got back like this amount of money because you know i I gave them a 20 but they gave me back seven dollars that means that money is weak over there but if if you gave them a 20 and they gave you back 200 then you know okay my money's going far where i'm going so kind of like a little a little thing what i do like on the side yeah we'll talk offline about stuff like that
0: right I I'm not in tune with that. Like that right there. Um, somebody had just brought up stock options to me. He was breaking down stock options, to mm-hmm. things like that, to me. So it's, it's a couple. It's quite a few things I'm interested in, and I'm I'm willing to learn about. Um, as far as real estate, I've always been interested in real estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know for myself, one of my next things is I'm going to Houston at the end of the month. So when I go to Houston. I'm gonna talk to a couple properties out
1: there about getting starting these Airbnbs up and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, it's good money. Yeah, that's good money. Um, another thing is uh, is vacation foreclosures is a really good money maker as well. Um, you know people people go out and buy these vacation homes, right? And then they got a regular home, but then they run into some financial difficulties. So what they do is they basically off they off the other house. So mm-hmm you might go into that situation and buy that house for next to nothing and then just you know run it through a vacation rental you know every three months somebody in the Poconos or Digman's Ferry or whatever will take it and rent it out during the seasons you know you might have your summer season where you know at the like how the shore is and then you got Mm -hmm. your winter season when everybody want to go ski up in the Poconos stuff like that so Owning, the, owning that type of real estate is very profitable because now that's that's in the airbnb realm now before it was airbnb it was vacation rentals that people just like say i, I can't pay for it no more So i'm gonna I'm leave it like a timeshare i'm gonna leave it mm-hmm. and then people just b- come buy them up for nothing basically all right that was uh so that's you know i didn't mean to sidetrack this but but that's kind of like you know what we've been you know what i've been doing and obviously um what you've been doing as, as far as that goes now you want to talk about a few different things so i'm gonna give you the floor again to kind of shift gears um based on what you want to talk about so let's uh let's get into something else
0: uh, let's talk about this substance substance abuse and mental health mm, mental health so, uh so how i've been how i was introduced to substance abuse and mental health my first my first uh the way I was introduced was my grandfather, on my father's mm-hmm. side. Uh, mm-hmm. he, struck, he struggled, before his passing, he struggled with substance abuse. So growing up around growing up around him, as a kid, I didn't know what was going on, but as I got older, I seen and I understood. Mm-hmm. And two of my uncles, they both became substance abuse counselors and mental health counselors. Okay. So I seen what they were doing in the community and I seen the change that they were making within themselves. And as I got older, it was, like, it was something like, I could do this. Th- this is a change that I want to be part of. So that for me that was big and uh five years ago five years ago i was offered an opportunity to work at a substance abuse and mental health program okay so when I, I got in there i started off as a residential aide three four months into it i knew i'm like this is this is what i want to do i want to help people mm-hmm. i became a counselor i went to school endless hours working all types of crazy hours going going to school to get my cdc which is a certified alcohol and drug uh drug counselor mm-hmm. so i went went and did that and the mental health component came with it because we became a dual diagnosis program. Mm, okay. So we, we, we started treating everybody. And at that moment, when I seen people come from all walks of life and everything, I'm like, yo, substance abuse and mental health, it mm-hmm. affects everybody, every household, no matter how rich you are, how poor you are, where you are in life, it affects you. Yeah, it and does. Like, every, I'm like, everybody deserves a chance to get, to get better and to, and to get help. Mm-hmm. So. I took on an initiative of doing the aftercare arrangements at the program. Okay. So be- because I did a lot of aftercare, I was able to send people to many different places all across the United States.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: Um and I say this probably I have probably placed at least 7,000 people. Oh, wow. across oh uh, and that's interacted. What's Currently I'm so now I do consulting work. I left I left that place almost almost a month ago now because I realized that I know I have what my passions are and my dreams are and you know you can't you can't do two things at once
1: no nah, you can't serve two can't, can't yeah. serve more than one master bro
0: yeah so for me I'm, I had to pick and I and I chose myself of course mm-hmm. so now so now I'm doing consulting work I'm going into programs I'm helping them develop what they have going on helping them start up their uh, IOPs or substance abuse, substance abuse help them set up their EMR systems so that way they can get you know the people coming in they can track everybody that comes in where they're going giving them giving them all the resources I have and mm-hmm. helping them helping them move forward right now i'm you know, currently go ahead
1: sorry to cut you that's a great segue into um into real estate um if 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 you haven't thought about this as a component um down the line it's getting homes that are um that are zoned for for this type of stuff
0: i got those yeah I'm about to tell you about it <laughs>
1: good money good money so
0: so right now i'm currently working with a place called harbor wellness down in Homedale New Jersey okay. great group of great great people down there great environment to be in. Everybody there is treated well. They have, they offer a couple of PHP programs and things like that. But what we also what we also offer down there is Sober Living. Okay. So every time somebody come out of so, the Sober Living, every time somebody come out of rehab, they're offered so, a bed at Sober Living. They, sometimes it costs, sometimes it doesn't. They do, they do a lot of scholarships. Mm-hmm. Right now I know within the last month, they probably scholarships about 13 people into the house. That means 13 people came in, came in for free. They they're able to go into PHP level of care, which is partial hospitalization. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can stay there for about two months, live for free, and, and you know work their way back into society. Helping mm. we help them with jo- we help them with job placement. Everybody help with, we help them with Medicaid. If I myself I sit down with them if they don't have Medicaid insurance. We help them get a, we help them get Medicaid so they can continue to get mental health treatment and get everything that they need. Oh wow! So right now that's <clears throat> called base short sober living.
1: So, that's dope, man. That 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 is something that um. I mean like you said like going back to what you said about everybody it affects everybody you mm. know in certain ways because uh sometimes we don't look at alcohol as a substance abuse you know we like oh he mm. drank you know uncle drink whatever but it does affect because it affects family it affects friends it affects his employment it, oh i'm sorry yeah. his or her employment so it touches a lot of it touches a lot of things and um the, the first thing that i had to learn about about is that people um people asking for help and people needing help it's like yo you you know people too proud to ask but then it's like yo Mm -hmm. you at the point where like yo you need some help like this is not healthy this is not good i come from that era where you're supposed to be tough about everything like you know men ain't supposed to cry and all that kind of stuff so like me type you know dealing with stuff now you know i'm able to talk to certain people I'm, i'm people that i feel comfortable talking to about things and kind of get things off my chest but again, it's it's hard. And I know that people like to self-medicate or go to a barbershop and talk and talk it out and get bad advice sometimes. But um, anybody who's out there listening, feel free to, you know, tap into somebody, tap into some getting some help. You know, there are resources out there that you can definitely take advantage of. You know, you're not alone. You should be, you know, in a community of people that care about you. You know, it, it is what it is. So, yeah that's good man you got your hands in a lot of things
0: yeah the mental health that thing mental health is it's is important everybody especially during this pandemic like I know a lot of people that relapse during the pandemic and mm. that you know and it played a, it played a big role especially you cooped up inside of a house you can't go outside you're sick you're not sure you got so many people that unfortunately passed away during it there's a lot mm-hmm. of grief and loss it's a lot of trauma and it's un- some people don't recognize the traumas that they have like the pandemic it's a lot of PTSD because of the pandemic because a lot of people lost jobs and a lot of people became became homeless once you know they lift up they lifted everything for the houses and stuff like that so it was a lot of PTSD you mm-hmm. got to check you got to check on your mental health and make sure your mental health is a is a one
1: the one you can't thing be, I, you,
0: you can't be great without that having that great mental you gotta have great mm-hmm. mental health you gotta be able to focus on that
1: yeah the one thing that the pandemic taught me was that a lot of people were not in positions to survive because they are their their uh their survival was dependent on somebody else's and i if you worked at a restaurant and that restaurant closed that was your gig that was everything that you had going on you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. you know um a lot of people don't have savings whatever you want to call savings uh the rule of thumb is uh and all this is probably changed over the years or whatever but you should have at least a year's salary saved up for any for any kind of situation so whatever you make you know you got to start saving a little bit more to say well you know what um I should have at least three months of living until you could find your next gig that way you ain't gotta you know worry about it you know so you could tap into something else that you got going on to to make money but again it lends to the three you know the seven streams of income because you have to have you know the cash in some of these silver bars (laughs) or whatever I gotta do because again You know, you're, um, you said something very, very important a while ago. You know, you get to a point where you are like, you know what, I can do this for myself, you know, I shouldn't have to depend on this person, you know, for a paycheck, I can do this myself. And a lot of people don't realize the first, the first thing about entrepreneurship is losing the fear of stepping into the void. You know what I'm saying? And being scared is good because you need to understand that if you're not going in with a little bit of fear, then you're going in stupid. You know, we both play football right in high school so every game no matter if you know you're gonna kick their ass you're like I'm, I'm still scared that i'm not gonna make the play or I'm, i might make the play that make us lose you know what i'm saying or something like that but then after a while you get comfortable in there you're like yo i'm just gonna kill everything but again you know the pandemic we coming out of it i don't know what else is coming but anyone that's that's listening to this show and you're thinking about you know what your passions are um i always say weaponize it you know a hobby is something that you do for fun but if you could get paid to do something do it it's the the law of a hundred i mean i'm sorry the law of ten everybody on this planet has a skill or something that they can do for ten dollars that i'll pay you ten dollars to do to make to create to do something for me for ten dollars you do it ten times it's a hundred dollars you do it a hundred times it's a thousand thousand times you know what i'm saying (laughs) ten thousand and and so forth and then all of a sudden you make your first million um I know that people that know me, I always talk about money, but it's not about, it's not about the, the things that money can buy you money buys you freedom. It doesn't buy you a, a new Bentley and a new this and a new that, or a new jet. It buys you the freedom. It buys you the freedom to do things that you want to do to be take, take, you know, take an extra week on vacation. You don't gotta worry about, oh, I gotta be back to work. No, <sighs> I got money coming in. So I'm gonna stay another month, wherever we gonna be. So it's very important that you know you know what you want to do and you know what what drives you and how to make money with it if you know if some people are in business to be in business to say oh yo i'm in business but i'm like well, what are your margins what are your you know what are your sales if you're selling something you know what are you doing if you if you're if you're open for five years and you haven't really made any you know leaps it might be that you're in the wrong business <laughs> you know what i'm saying so it, it really depends on what you want to do as far as how that stuff goes, what you think?
0: I'm hundred percent facts because for myself, like I can't front. I was, I was, I was nervous. Like I always told myself, I had told my mother and I, t- I told everybody around me, I said, by time I'm, by the time I'm 30, I'm not working for nobody else. And I believe the power of the power of the tongue because mm-hmm. the situation came up with at my old employer where everything they had going on. And I looked at that like, okay, this is, this is what it is. This is, is my time. And I just, I, I, I go to therapy. I, mm-hmm. just, have, I just, I just, I'm just i proud. I'll say it proudly.
1: That's what's I up. I am
0: a black man that goes to therapy.
1: That's what's up. That's <laughs> okay? what's
0: up. So, so I went, I went yesterday and first question, first question was, how are you feeling about not having that, that income? That's a big chunk of income that you, that you no longer have that's guaranteed every two weeks. And I told I, I felt at first I was nervous, mm-hmm. but now I feel like it's pushing me. Now mm-hmm. I got. Now I. Now I gotta hit the ground running. Now I gotta be outside. Now I. Now I need to network. Um. Somebody just contacted me today. One of, or what my friend. One of my friends, Brian, who also he has a clothing line called mm-hmm. Three Fifths Human, and he uh he said to me he was like, "Yo, what are you doing? What are you doing Saturday?" So I said, "Depends on for what." He was like, well, "It was a networking event." I said, "I'm there." He says from four to eight. I said, "Okay, I'm there." Yeah. It was here enough, if it was for something else, I don't have time for that yeah but if it's network if it's networking we can network let's go i got, nah, business can, I got some stuff let's, let's go
1: you could have been at a job and like i, I got work i can't come you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. no I, this is my job i'll be there
0: so mm-hmm.
1: that's that's, so what's, you, up. that's what's up that's what's up
0: feels good to be able to you know say to myself all right well hmm, i gotta go i can go handle this today i can go handle that today i can be on the phone with this person I don't have to be sitting in my office with the door closed and saying hold on wait wait don't come in because I'm on the phone nah I can have nah. this conversation I can do something like this now that this is my first time doing it, but you know this I can do something like this I can
1: mm-hmm. so. and I told you that that, that this is a, this is a wealth of opportunity and 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 you're somebody who I've been watching for a while and I've known you since you were like a little kid so mm-hmm. you know it, it is something that i um I know that you can do and and I know that you know you know there's a home for you to do this if if this is what you want to do um so you said something intriguing about um proud to be in therapy so mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people that I know um and I would never name people obviously but you know they they keep it as a as a secretive thing that they do and they, they feel if somebody finds out um oh, weak or whatever it is but the fact that you you know you said yeah I'm proud to be in therapy is dope because a lot of people are hurting And they don't even realize how bad that they hurt it you know what i'm saying so you know again i just said this a few minutes ago you know if if you are somebody who is in need of something go out and get it you know we make time for everything else we make time for to play madden we take you know 2k all that bullshit. take time to take care of yourself and like that man just said (laughs) when it come down to choosing between you and them i'm gonna always choose me I'm telling you I'm always because you can leave your job tomorrow. They're going to replace you with somebody else. Just like that. Somebody probably less dope than they was paying <laughs> you, you know? You what's know, crazy. <laughs> yeah, they, they will. <laughs> you know, there's a saying, right? There's a saying that I, I saw on, um, um, not Instagram. I saw it on, on LinkedIn years ago. It said that every day you spend working for somebody else, you're working on their dreams. Mm-hmm. and that shit stayed with me like forever I'm like wow now no I have a job you know what I'm saying I, I, I work for I have I manage a lot of properties but at the end of the day I'm setting myself for for the end game because like you I told myself when I was younger I was gonna be I was gonna stop at a certain point but then I didn't for some reason right and um you've never heard my other episodes but this episode where I talk to my 25 year old self um every five years I write myself a letter right I open it every five years and what that so the next letter i'm going to open god willing is that when i turn 50 in two years so it'll have all my goals that i've set out five you know for five years and it, it opens up saying hey if you're reading me you should have accomplished if you didn't what happened take that second and reflect and you look at yourself like wow so this didn't happen because of xyz because i did this or did that but again people are people are in their comfort zone and you should be uncomfortable sometimes you know what i'm saying when you got i think everybody in america should have to work at one point in their life for a commission right because two things teach you the most in life a broken heart and hunger <laughs> mm-hmm. when you don't have something you're like damn mm-hmm. because because the pride shouldn't be about asking for help you know the pride should be about i'm sorry the, the pride should be about needing help not asking you know what i'm saying if you got people around you that care about you that know see how you're moving and and you know if you can go to them like yo I, I need i need support on something you, you might not even need money you might be like yo i need you to plug me to somebody mm-hmm. and that's that's a way of helping me but a lot of a lot of us kind of we covet and we keep things to ourselves like we just like you know what I'm not gonna not gonna get involved and in that's none of my business but again if i'm if i'm doing business and i'm supporting you Whatever I can do to help you out is is what really kind of happens. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's crazy, man. So you have anywhere like people can get your merchandise? Like you like how uh, like how yeah. are you getting it out to people?
0: Um, you could do is it. M A I Z I N M I dot com, is dot com. But before we get into that, what I really want to touch on, I want to keep talking mm-hmm. about this mental health. So okay. my Instagram, my Instagram is L-E-E-K underscore leak underscore. I, have st- I started off doing Wellness Wednesdays. So every Wednesday, um, I choose a topic, I, t- I give something like a brief 10, 15 second uh, statement about it. And then I give, un- in the description, I will caption, you want to say, I tell you how you can get that help. So this week, tomorrow, if you tune in with, if you tap in, I will say tap in, if you tap, tapping, I will say tapping, if you tap tapping with me, I'm gonna have something. And that's something I started a few months ago, but I stopped because of working because I didn't have the time. But now I have the time. And it just it keeps me connected to the mental health aspect as far as like and uh, substance abuse as far as being a counselor and giving people those options and letting them know. Like if you might not want to go to an NA meeting, AA, smart recovery, or any of the other self-help meetings, but here, here's a list of websites that you can like therapist aid, third or whatever, Sam. So you can go to these websites, you can find a counselor. Sometimes you don't have insurance. You can you can call and you can use sliding scale. A lot of a lot of places I'll let you use the sliding scale and they'll say, okay, here 30 minutes for $50. But that's something that you could do. If you feel comfortable with meeting with someone virtually, that's yes, across the country, because you never want to buff into them in a shopping place. You have that option with virtual. That's the best thing about having these phones, Zoom, mm-hmm. and all these things. You well, can do everything. Amazing. You can do everything virtual now. So, um, y'all can if you go to my Instagram, leak underscore, you could book it. You could book me in a bio. In my bio, you have my website, um, different links. In the bio, one of them is, is M-A-I-Z-I-N-M-I dot uh, com so you can purchase you
1: can purchase everything there too oh that's dope okay i'm gonna definitely check that out so i'm gonna ask you a question mm-hmm. and this is like this is on topic but off topic so and i need you to think about it because this should always change up for you but this is this is in the moment if mm-hmm. you can have dinner with three people famous not famous living or dead, who would they be and what would you think y'all would talk about dinner people yeah I mean any I mean any any from okay. any century from any from any time in in existence of human beings right up into this moment <laughs> like who would you want to who would you want to who would you want to break bread with basically
0: um first person of course is my grandmother okay uh just just uh, for her I just want to know make sure I'm doing the right thing and ask her like are you pr- are you proud of my decisions um thus far and what do you feel like I should improve on? Because I know she's going to give it to me straight, up, uncut, raw. Like, this is what it is. No, you're doing this wrong. You're doing that. You need to move like this. Mm-hmm. Second person I would want to have dinner with.
1: Yeah. See, it's a loaded question because it's always going to change. Every every time you ask somebody this, yeah. you should always have three different people. It should never be the same three people. But I put you on the spot for a reason because it's, it's to kind of see how you think and where you want to go and your first one surprised me because that you were you went right to family which is close which is close to yeah. you yeah you know what I'm saying which is dope so you know what else we got um,
0: the f- second person I mean so I love y'all Grant Cardone
1: okay who's that, that
0: Grant just... Cardone Grant Cardone is uh someone he does who does real estate he's he buys real property all over the place I wanted to go see him one time in person out here in Jersey, um, he has a story when it comes to substance abuse, where he right. was homeless and stuff like that. So I want to talk to him because he has all types of ways about taxes, uh, how how to how to pay your taxes properly, but also how to get the get the max back and how to you know buy real estate and things like that. So I would like to sit down with Grant with Grant Cardone okay. and um, probably Eric Thomas. Eric Thomas, motivational speaker, okay. he goes around. He talks. He has a good, he has a good story. Uh, I listen to him often, and he about his upbringing and things
1: like that so probably those three okay dope no like i said it always changes like i always ask people that um as icebreakers sometimes um you know when i interview people not only for the podcast and these but if i'm interviewing somebody for a job or something like that it always a question that comes up because i like to see where they go with it same as if i said you know give me Give me one truth about you and two lies. And then you people try to guess like which one's the lie, which one's the truth. It's it's a way to people to open up to kind of talk to you. Um, the last time I was asked this question, I picked um Mansa musa the second. And it was basically to understand how to control how he came to control the Silk Road, because uh People talk about Jeff Bezos being the richest person ever to live. And it's not true. It's actually the <laughs> II. And if you don't know, Google it. <laughs> Go use your Google machine and Google that. But um they they, you know, he controlled the Silk Road and he was like, I mean, trillions of dollars. Like this dude was amazing. Their caravans would run hundreds of miles just like for him to get to one place or another, carrying all the the gold and all that stuff. Um, the other one, <laughs> the other one was um uh uh tefari which became um well it was he became Haile selassie basically um the, the last emperor of ethiopia um and it was about the quiet power that he possessed like he really didn't raise his voice a lot like he he was known for just being quiet with it and powerful like you walk in the room of alphas then everybody's loud and banging their chest and this dude is just quiet in the corner like yo who's that <laughs> and he kind of just ran things um you know in that regard and then the third person was um madam cj walker which was you know the, the, the pressing cone and it was basically on how the challenges of of a woman of color in that time in that time basically trying to establish a brand and a business um because people don't realize that after reconstruction civil war ended um that was one of the most prosperous times for black people the, those 25 years so 1864 to so let's say the 1890s where there were black politicians landowners business owners things of that nature and then here comes jim crow that destroyed all of that like it just you know we got to be put back in pocket so a lot of the the things that people take for granted the business opportunities you know what i'm saying like people talk about stocks right Apple doesn't need your money. Apple's a trillion-dollar company. Mm-hmm. But if you go look in your your medicine cabinet under your sink, in your kitchen cabinet, the things that you buy every day—Colgate toothpaste, Crest toothpaste, Kellogg cereal—you invest in those things because you're already buying them. Why don't you just pay yourself? You know what I'm saying pay yourself because, you know. Again, Apple doesn't Apple doesn't need it. Amazon doesn't need your money. That's a range up in the ocean. Like it doesn't, it doesn't affect the bottom line whatsoever, but it affects yours. And, you know, not only dealing stocks, but dealing in uh in real estate, if you can, you know, um, dealing um forex or foreign currency is something that a lot of people don't even know about. Um, and it's like a casino almost. I mean, I hate to say it that way, but because you have to know, you have to know when to get out when your money's going up, you're like, yo, I'm, I'm a bail, and you might bail and they go up again. You're like, oh, I got out too early or I got out too late. Like I stayed an extra week than I shouldn't have. And I should have took off. So it's, you know, it's, it's just playing your hunches and, and stuff like that. You know, we, as a, um, as a, as a community, there's a lot of opportunities that we don't know about. Um, one of the things I want to do, and I need to get the time for this, I want to write grants. I want to be able to go after mm. grant money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to go after grant money because there's so many. I live in I live in Alexandria, Virginia. I live in, in D. C. And you know, the Patent Trade Office is a block from me. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, if I go get paperwork or something. I, I literally could go down the street, and um, grant writing is something that people don't realize it's available. You know, once you could do it, you know um there's so many access uh resources to write a business plan for people that I don't know how to do it I'm like you can learn how to do it yourself just by going online and learning how to do it just taking the time to do it we don't like to take the time to do it my dad always say if you don't take the time to do something you're gonna have to pay somebody to show you how to do it (laughs) and that's that's facts you know you got to pay somebody to do something for you but um I see you lit up when I said grant money so what you what you you know about grants teach me something bro
0: no uh so (laughs) Right, so um, you know, social media, just go, just being out, just being on social media, and coming to contact with different people, and you know, following different people. I did come in contact with a young lady, um, who I contacted for a grant. So, so she did hers is based off of my, you know, based on the years you have your LLC for mm-hmm. a certain amount of money.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I got two grants current. I got I got her working on two grants currently. Nice. And so that's something that's something I'm excited about. She told me it could take up to a year, depends on. But what she did tell me was, I believe, I maybe was still mistaken, but in 20, 2021, seven, $17 million went unfunded through grant. Mm-hmm. 17, $17 million. Mm-hmm. people getting grants for $50,000, 30000 100000 250000 If you got a business set up properly for three years, mm-hmm. right, people, people, don't, 20, people don't realize. You get up to, up to $250,000 in free money and grants that yeah. you have to use. You got to use like 33% of it towards your business, mm-hmm. right? So you use 33% of it towards the truck, trucking companies get a lot of grants mental health mm-hmm. gives a lot of grants, mm-hmm. but everything gives you more grants. Well, you use 33%, right? You show that through your business bank account, however they actually show it, uh, whether it's receipts, save your receipts, mm-hmm. save your receipts, y'all.
1: <laughs> that saved uh, me from going that's say i told you i had an irs situation <laughs> i yeah. want to say it online. that saved yeah. me from a, a lot of grief bro i had some receipts yeah.
0: so and so I'm, work, I'm working on that right now as far as w- with with her as far as as far as the grant writing and things like that
1: so are you so are you learning are you learning how like like are you learning no, the I'm not process learning.
0: no i'm paying so like you said somebody paying somebody i'm paying mm-hmm. i'm paying i'm currently paying somebody to okay. work on the work on a grant
1: we're going to grant for me The grant. okay for okay so, so it's definitely i implore you to mm-hmm. at some point just like um there's like tutorials online like you basically mm-hmm. you know you set your officers um you you know if you're, if you're a non-profit versus mm-hmm. a for-profit or whatever and there is a difference people um we don't have enough time to kind of give you that but uh you know uh, grant money is a good way to kind of see your effort uh, i know a lot of people like um use like crowdfunding now to do stuff but before that stuff it was grants i mean the government has money allocated towards all kinds of stuff right i remember like when i was in college like you can get a scholarship or a grant for like being a left-hander indian native american something like i'm like wow it's such a crazy situation but they got money that's sitting around i remember this dude it was a um it was an infomercial back in the day and one of the mm-hmm. is people that that are young Infomercial was like it's like uh just like people getting on to sell stuff like at qvc all the time it's it's like a, it's like they just constantly selling stuff and it comes on like late at night it was this dude he used to wear like a suit with all these question marks on it and he sold this book right on how to get free money how to get money from the government and basically what he did was he just took everything that's in 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 the, on the government websites now and consolidated them into like one book You just you bought the information from him basically so um Grant writing is, it's, it's tedious, but it's not, it's not impossible. You know what I'm saying? It just takes the time to do it. But again, if you're investing in yourself, you know, why not take that time to do that? You know, I tell people all the time, like the best investment that you make is in yourself, because if I'm gonna buy something from you, I need to know that you're, that you're into that. Like, you know, like you would buy it, (laughs) you know, like you're not selling me something that you wouldn't do and, and stuff like that. If you can mentor somebody would you build with them to be a partner in their business or would you just set them up to be successful and kind of like go on their own like do you want to be somebody who is building other businesses with, for people with people or just say hey i'm gonna show you the, i'm gonna show you the game and then you go ahead and do your thing at that point
0: um i feel like both because depending on depending on like so i don't mind i don't mind helping people all the time i can help i can help people for free sometimes sometimes let me say get mm-hmm. that right sometimes <laughs> not yeah. all the time but uh you know because that's just I do it out of passion I do it, I do that in my heart so mm-hmm. I do I do you know like you said I, I could build help people build and be and then later on become a partner if that's what they wish but I also don't mind helping people and then you know I give them everything that they need and they move on and if they happen to need help later on in life give me a call I'm always there to pick up the phone once mm-hmm. you build that relationship and we build some type of business, business relationship that's what I'm that's what I'm there for
1: what do you think you're worth an hour? Like if, oh, if yeah. I said if if I said yo Tali I need time I need time from you I need to sit down for you I need to sit down with you for two hours to work on something like what did what what would that cost somebody? This intellect here. Yeah, yeah so man. this is oh. a quick question. Oh, <laughs> man, <laughs> no! This is a real this people. is a real question because a lot of people don't know, and when you don't know, it shows you like when you waste time it shows you what you what you missing out on like like if somebody took two hours of your time to just do some dumb shit you're like yo i could have been doing some business stuff and yeah. make money so you so just cost you me charge. five grand <laughs> so so
0: i can tell i can tell you what i charge because i feel like my i feel like my work is out of my work is out of this world and mm-hmm. as i grow and as i network and i get to know people and you know i pay people to get to know and pick their brain you know i feel like i'm gonna keep going up but i can tell you i can tell you what i charge at the moment
1: okay well yeah what's that so
0: so what I what I'm for me to get up, for me to get up and do just a consultation, it's fifty dollars an hour. Okay. All right. Moving forward, depending on what what exactly it is, it can be up to a hundred up to a hundred dollars an hour.
1: Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. The reason I ask that because I'm I'm also a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. I got like like ten thousand type of things that I do right. Mm-hmm. And uh, this gym I used to work at was building us out at one hundred and seventy five an hour. And when mm-hmm. I saw that and realized education that I, I put in to get where I got, I said, wow, I'm really undercharging. You know, I'm charging like $85 an hour. I'm like, yo, I don't, I need a hundred. Because the difference between me and LeBron James trainers is that he knows LeBron James. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not doing anything different than I'm doing. So, you know, when I started thinking about when you go into, a, um, uh, I wouldn't even say job interview because um, entrepreneurship is not about working for somebody, you're working with somebody or they're working for you, is knowing what that number is. Like if somebody says hey what are you gonna pay me per year and based on their experiences or what they bring to the table um i like to say i am the table (laughs) you know what i'm saying um i remember that that stupid movie um uh chris rock it was uh I, i think i love my wife or some it's some crazy movie like it was a dumb movie but there was a scene where he was in the boardroom with his boss and um he was supposed to get a promotion but he didn't get it for whatever reason and he was upset he was like um, I brought this firm like forty million dollars last year and y'all not appreciative or whatever. The dude goes in his pocket, they're in like this big boardroom with this massive table, like an oak table, cherry wood oak table. And he says to dude, he says, Yo, this is your forty million. million." he flipped the coin and landed on the table. He's like, and the fucking firm is the table. So get your forty million and get the fuck out of here, basically. it was it was crazy because it made him realize like it doesn't matter what you do like what is your number like what are you worth you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. you know you have to go into uh into um conversations you have to go into rooms you know there's a quote that that god prepares you for rooms that you haven't even gone into yet like you already you already in there you know or or you should be prepared to go in there and and do what you need to do been, it's been, it's been a uh, great talking to you, man. We've been at it for 55 minutes. We got about five more minutes. Anything you want to ask me or anything you want to chop?
0: Um, well, too bad. What'd you say? Like, as far as your worth, I've recently just had a meeting with somebody. Right. And mm-hmm. I talked to him about profit sharing. Okay. And so they were like, we know what you can bring. We Well, they said, we know some of the things you can bring. So I said, of course, I said, once we get things and writing and contract my lawyer review, your lawyer review it, then I, you know, I'll disclose some more stuff, but I told him, I'm like honestly." For me to be here for a couple hours out the day, um, I said I would. I, what I'm looking for is 100,000 base salary and then 13% profit sharing, paid out every quarter. And, it, it, he, and they looked at me. They was like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Listen, I know what I know what's going yeah. on. Y'all know what's going on." Yeah. I, I told them. I said, "This this bridge, like this bridge, don't connect unless I'm here. So if this bridge don't connect, then y'all can go y'all separate ways. I can take what I have to somebody else and to the person that's gonna give it to me. If not, yeah. then." so you,
1: you only I can be told you only can be told no <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying and and again like you just you said the magic thing it's like you know what if this not for you then it ain't for you i'm gonna go somewhere else with this yep. but but these are my demands this this is what mm-hmm. i want this is this is what i i um i fetch on the open market basically you know what I'm saying like i used to complain about uh football players like oh these dudes making this kind of money but then i realized how violent the sport is and then how short-lived your career can be i'm like you know what maximize every damn dollar you can get Mm -hmm. man because once you out the game you're done you know the the some of the mental health things you deal with some of the physical things you deal with and you and you're young you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. when you get out if you're 28 years old and you you know you've been playing football since you were seven or something it's like yo i'm done and you want to be able to have a a life where you can pursue a business situation and, and things like that and Speaking on business for those um, people, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, like think of realistic business ideas because sometimes people used to come to me and says, Hey, can you, would you want to invest something like this? And I'm like, what is it? And then I'm like, nah, that's not really for me because again, you know, there's a demographic for everything, but again, you leave so much money off the table if you niche, if you niche it, you leave money off the table, period. Because now you've you've closed out a whole demographic of people that could be getting your your products or your services, and you just realize like, I'm I'm just making this for the hood. I'm like, nah, making this for everybody. Everyone, I want, want, yeah, I want, I want, like my mom say, give me cash. That's always in my color and It's always my size. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. One
0: one thing I do want to uh, talk to you about next. Mm -hmm. We got uh, a minute. Yeah, he no, no, about yeah. a, keep, about, keep, we, about, we Apple, about Apple stock, right? So, I'm not sure if you if you know, but they said Apple stock is about to do a stock split between like 20 to 1. What is that? What does that mean? What is a stock split? Apple,
1: I actually actually so so when it comes to stocks, I know a little bit. Um Okay. So, yeah, I as far as stock splits, I'm not I'm not sure what that means, but I I just know like when I like when I get stuff um like if I'm on Robin hood or stash or whatever, I get stuff that I, I know, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, Apple doesn't need my money. It's how mm-hmm. I look at it. Apple, <laughs> Apple doesn't need my money at all. You know, I need my money. So I, mm-hmm. I, I try to, I try to get things that, um, that affect me and you know, like I'm a big gamer. I've been a gamer all my whole life. So I invest in the companies that make games. You know what I'm saying? I don't even play call of duty anymore, but Activision, Blizzard, I got stock with them because they sell a billion copies every year madden i don't i don't really rock madden like that anymore but i buy ea and ea stock goes up and down depending on you know how bad madden is i guess but uh you know when you're when you're do so people need to do their due diligence on a lot of stuff because people hear stuff and they jump into things and i'm like yo did you did you know that if that was for you or not you know like Mm -hmm. was that for you because um when you start a business um, you gotta be, be prepared for like the, the rough times. It's not always gravy. You know, sometimes you might get orders where you don't have enough inventory. You're like, yo shit, I got an order. And I'm like, I gotta fill this order <laughs> or these people are gonna pull back their money, you know, cause somebody mm-hmm. might pay you half upfront and says, Hey, I, you know, we got a showcase. We got to show we're expecting, you know, a hundred pieces. You are like, yo, so I gotta hit the spot and make sure that I get these hundred pieces out. But again, that's one customer. If you got if you got 10 other customers and you got small small orders, you guys still fill those orders as well. So, you know, I always um marvel at the um people that do um do clothing because you guys are a special breed because it's like I always feel like I'm gonna run into that situation where I'm like somebody gonna be like, yo, I wanna buy like your whole everything you got right now. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I can't do that. I I need I have other orders that I gotta fill, you know what I'm saying? But then again, you gotta scale it. You gotta scale mm-hmm. it and for those who don't understand, scaling is—you know—you can grow too quickly, and with that, it creates a lot of other problems because you can also be out of business as well. It, it, it doesn't work in reverse all the time where you run out of money. It's like you don't have—you don't have enough. You know, you don't have yeah. enough inventory. You know, stock waiting for people. Yeah,
0: but that's why uh, networking is important because when you do when you're doing this, you network and you know other people that have manufacturing companies. That are within the steel with it and you can talk to them like i i got somebody that has a manufacturing company and i can go there and i can talk to him like yo such such hit me they need this by then i'm working on this and i let that person know that listen i trust their business i've been doing business with them for x amount of years and i'll tell them like Look, give me a fee i'll take a fee and we'll, we'll work we'll work that so that way this stuff will be done in the next 14 days like you need it and i i still get my fee off the top and then mm-hmm. they do they do the work and then get the work done
1: mm-hmm. so you,
0: net, that's why networking is always gonna be important
1: yeah that's that's facts well it's been a great run um i would love to have you on again you know let me know whenever you're available again i would love to have you on to chop it up again it's been a great episode uh thank you for choosing the manual and um we'll see you on the flip side
0: appreciate
1: y'all The opinions and viewpoints expressed on the manual are those of Cleve Wason and his guests and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. The manual is exclusively owned by Cleve Wason and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.